Welcome to the NFT Project, a podcast where we explore the world of NFTs, decentralized technology, the blockchain, and all things related to the future of music. We're your hosts, Boy King Koi and Project DJ. On the podcast, we'll be highlighting projects we love, insights we've gained from others, as well as sharing what we've learned from running Project DJ. So join us every week as we find out how these blockchain technologies will shape the future of music and the world around us. This is The The NFT NFT Project. Welcome back everyone to The NFT Project. Today we've got the whole squad here. Uh, I've got Brock, Aaron and myself, Boy King Koi, Project DJ uh, and myself, Boy King Koi, as I said. And today we're following up and doing the second half of Problems with Music NFTs. Uh, the the thread that was done by Cooper Trooper or Cooper Turley. Uh, check the uh, show notes for his Twitter handle. A uh, little bit difficult to spell. Uh, now, we actually recorded this one already, but we had some audio issues. So we're, we're doing it again. We're back again. How are we, guys? Ready to ready to redo this episode? And hopefully it's as much of a, of a banger as the last one, eh? Yeah, that, that's the issue is we recorded something amazing uh, last week. And now we've got to bring it back and do it again. I dropped golden nuggets, and if you were there to catch the live stream, you would have heard them, but they're forever lost in the abyss now. Let's hope and I can we'll, remember them. We'll probably forget all of the points we made and, and make totally different points that are probably, maybe they're better because we've, uh, we've had another week to be think within the space and, and think about things and, and learn some more stuff. So um, basically uh, the thread by uh, Cooper was 20, uh, sorry, yeah, 20 music NFT problems at the moment. Um, The first part, we did the first 10. So if you haven't seen that episode, go back and watch that one uh, when we discussed the first 10. Uh, And yeah, today we're going to get stuck into the second 10 of those uh, and discuss uh, these music NFT problems at the moment. Uh, We'll say if we agree or disagree with them and, um, you know, give our thoughts. So uh, I guess we just get things kicking off, boys. Um, So the first one we have today on, on the thread is distribution. So music M- NFTs are not reaching millions of listeners. They're reaching a very select niche audience that are interacting in a new way. Many Web3 events have very few people attending a, a set of a headlining artist. And from the outside, it looks like a joke. What do we reckon? Um, yes, agree, obviously. Um, I think that, um, you know, in there's like web three events have very few people attending. Um, Brock and I went to the Splendor XR, um, event, which was like Splendor in the Grass is a music festival. If you don't know here in Australia and they hosted like a VR slash XR, um, music festival where there was like pre-recorded sets played in like a video game type setting where you could have your avatar and you could run around and if you had a vr headset you could attend it through vr but um there just isn't the infrastructure at the moment to like have thousands of people running around as avatars in the one area watching a set so i think definitely people are seeing these web3 events where there's like (laughs) 10 to 15 people in a room watching a steve aoki dj set going this is lame (laughs) which like yeah i can understand how that does look lame but it's just because you know technology hasn't advanced that far yet where we can have (laughs) thousands of people in the one room without everyone everyone's pcs crashing yeah it's it's as you said it's it's just at the stage where technology is a while is, is still a fair way from catching up with with where we want it you know everyone's looking at that wanting to feel like they're in the metaverse staring out at those that crowd of five thousand people and it's just not there yet so you you are in a room of 10 to 20 people constantly whether that's actually what's happening or not there could still be a thousand people there there still could be five thousand people there but they're separated through different servers uh just to reduce lag because the data is tremendous. So the the technology will catch up. Uh, it hasn't yet and it won't for a while. So we still will be in that space where the interaction is, is minimal. Yeah. And I think, you know, also the user base isn't there for VR. Like, you know, VR is becoming more popular and more people are using it for gaming and things like that. But it's it's still not, you know, it's not like everyone has a VR set in their house. So um, you know, you also have that factor with, you know, people not actually taking up VR fully yet. 
I definitely feel like we, you know, from our Splendor XR experience, I feel like they could have easily had 500, a thousand, a couple, you know, a couple of thousand minimum uh, at different yeah. times when we were there, just, just because of you had to go through a certain location inside um, the server, like you had to sort of enter it from outside. And I can't remember what that was yeah. called. Where, where we were. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't remember what the yeah, platform but was. The, but just being out there, there would always be different people. There would always be you know different interactions you'd, you'd be going through. So uh, again, again for the larger events, the crowd is there, but not for the smaller events for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually attended uh, one in the Dirty Bird uh, Flight Club, which is the Dirty Bird Records uh, NFT project. I saw uh, Claude von Stroke play. Um, but their little bird verse, as they call it, uh, is quite primitive. It's sort of like third person. You're your little avatar of your NFT on the screen. And it's like um, that, old, that old game Club, Club Penguin, uh, the game, you know, mm-hmm. with the DJs on stage and that. Um, with the, and you go around the club and stuff with the penguins. So um, it was similar to that, like walking around, but as the little, uh, the little birds. So it's, again, quite primitive. So people sort of look at it and think, oh, this is a bit of a joke. It's a bit of a gimmick. It's not really that much of an experience. But, you know, you had to have that NFT to access it, and that's the only way you could get in. And then you're obviously listening to a live DJ set by Corvo. Yeah, that, that, that's the interesting. Like I was listening to a recent podcast, uh, Impulsive, um, with Steve Aoki, and that was a point that he made. He said he, he – and it was really interesting to hear someone of that stature say that. It was he just doesn't give a shit how many people are there because they're there for the right reasons. They're the people he wants to be playing to, whether it's two, five, 500, they're his fans and they're bold enough to spend a certain amount of money to be involved. Like already his Aoki verse, for those of you who haven't gone check it out, go check it out, um, has only been around for a couple of months and there's already people at the top level of his of his NFT structure, which is insane to think about because of the the, the amount of work and, and stuff that people had to do to do it. But it, it's like, a, it's like close to, if not a million dollars plus. Yeah. And that's the people that want to be involved and that you can, you can earn that. You don't have to actually spend that money. That's the, that's the greatest thing he's created inside his thing. But it was interesting to see, as I said, to have someone of that stature go and break it down and go, well, look, I don't actually give a shit. It's designed to be gated. It's designed to be just for my fans. I don't care how many people are there as long as the right people are there. And then you find out who the super fans are because exactly. you've got access to all this data. You know, you can see every time this person comes in and interacts in whatever way it is, whether it's in a live show or whether it's within the Discord or however it is, you're getting to collect all this data. So uh, I think that's a big thing that's going to be you know important in Web3 is that you're going to be able to collect all this data on your actual fans um, as opposed to just collecting data on everyone. You actually know who the real fans are. So, um, yeah, exciting stuff as we move forwards, I guess. Uh, let's go. Let's keep going. Uh, inclusivity. Music NFTs are not uniformly accessible to all communities. The current market favors previously successful artists and is overwhelm- overwhelmingly driven by white males. There is an underrepresentation of creator of new creators BIPOC and female artists. What do you think about that? Hmm. I think Aaron put it pretty well last time around. We did this episode <laughs> where it was just, of course, like that's the simplest answer. You know, like people with fan bases are going to win already because they have fan bases. Especially people, ones- people are willing. People are willing, especially in the current state of the market where it's like, you know, you're spending hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars basically for a music NFT. You're wanting to back. Uh, you know, a previously successful artist, you're not necessarily wanting to put that kind of money into someone that you've kind of just found or you don't really know. So um, well, you're, obviously, you're average but, anyway. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 definitely. And I think the other thing that uh, we brought up last time <laughs> is that, um, you know, it, we're talking about, you know, it's driven by white males, but something I brought up as a point is I think that you'll find that in most cases, Technology uh, is generally t- taken up by you know white males because um, that tends to be your you know stereotypical uh, you know nerdy white male uh, is is someone who is into gaming is into technology and those kinds of things. So I think I think that's just a representation of you know pe- the people kinds of people who get into technology 
as a whole as early adopters uh, I, I would tend to tend to see i think the other thing is that um you know we spoke about last time <laughs> that the um you know we talk about you know female artists in the space and you know other people of of different genders and things like that that they're actually you know they're already a small a smaller population um you know in general hmm. uh, so like once you get into an even smaller population being people into nfts well you're already going to have less you know such a small group so maybe we're not seeing these people because you know they're such a small group as it is and then when you get such a small group of you know nft people and then niche down again into music nfts the pool is really small so you know we're probably not seeing those people because there are only a few people in there and they you know if we just don't happen to stumble across them or not many of them it seems like there's not many and that's because there aren't um and i think that's a reflection of probably you know the space at large mm, i feel like that per- like i recently saw that statistic i, I shared with you jai where you know <clears throat> we're really always surprised by how many numbers are actually out there and it, it's something that surprised me recently was spotify's statistics that came through where it was you can have you are actually in the top 20 percent of artists on spotify if you have over 50 months monthly listeners which seems like such a <laughs> congratulations joe <Jai, laughs> um which which seems like such a small um a, like a small number but it, it's not in conjunction with the whole world you know so it's i think yeah, yeah re- really not thinking like there aren't there are no barriers people aren't keeping women out people aren't keeping keeping african-american people out people aren't keeping asian people out there's no barriers people there's no one gatekeeping this industry at all in nfts it's just people that have access to the internet that have access to the money to be able to you know or have a computer to use it have a phone to use it so Yes, those things exist. Yes, those barriers exist, but it's not anyone going, I don't, because you're on the internet. No one actually, you can be a different persona. You can be like, you can go buy an NFT and be that character as an artist. You don't have to be yourself. That's the best part of Web3. Uh, So there are none of those barriers. And and the more we push that and discuss that and, and continue to bring that forward into the light, I think the more people will stop voicing those opinions and going, oh, you know, there's not enough women in the space. Well, how do we get the women in the space? Do they want to be in the space is the real question. <laughs> yeah. And I've and actually I- seen heaps of women just recently, or probably in the last week, I've met a heap of women in the space. So that's, you know, that's awesome to see. And as you say, Jai, it's like we're, like this space is so new. We're, like we're all building it together. We're building this like community and all that kind of stuff. So the best thing you can do is just be a part of the community. Like just yeah. jump in, contribute, because that's what will inspire other people to follow your lead. Yeah, the, the thing I love to say is we're building it now. So that's why we need a diverse range of awesome people so that we can build it how we want. Uh, because, you know, once it's set up and built, it's uh, it's going to be here for a while. And, you know, so why not get involved now so that we can, you know, create a space that, that we all want, like create the space we want. So... I think that's uh that's an important thing to to nail home all right supply there are not enough music nfts many struggle to find records they love because they have never been minted when you do find a record you love there are very few listed for sale and at a very high price point agreed that's just because the space is so new at the moment so you know people aren't gonna make a collection of 100,000, 250,000 of like their record, they're, you know, they're doing it to their audience at the moment, which could be 10,000, 1,520. Like that's just, they're, they're putting stuff out for the community that they know they have in the NFT space right now. And so that means in time, those first releases, there won't be, there won't be much supply at all. And the people who bought them then, We'll probably want to hold on to them and won't sell them for <laughs> for cheap. So it's just yeah. a matter of it's just a matter of people who are here early are kind of getting first dibs, and that's what it will be. But I think there definitely will be opportunities for people to get records and stuff from the artists they love down the road when it's a bit more it's a bit more of a bigger community. 
Yeah. I mean, everyone wants to sell out their collection or whatever, you know, it's mint out. So, you know, and, and that's a big thing within the, the space, you know, if you, if you don't mint out uh, a lot of times people sort of, you know, it can be seen as a, not such a positive thing. So I guess, yeah, people are really trying to tailor it to their communities that are available, but um, yeah, I think we all agree with this one, right? What do you think, Brock? Agreed? Yeah, man. Agreed. hundred percent. All right, let's move on. Uh, secondary market. Secondary sales of music NFTs are extremely new. We're in the early edition phase of music NFTs, similar to early art on Nifty Gateway. We're still figuring out the nomenclature and classifications that drive secondary volume. I think we all agree on this one because, as we said, it's super early. Um, you know, those secondary markets, like we were saying, there's only a very limited supply of these NFTs. So people are holding on to them in the hopes that when more people come into the space, there's more demand and the price of those NFTs will go up. Um, I think we, we're all, you know, that's a pretty, pretty easy one to look at because, yeah, there's just not as many people in the space. And I guess like people are still trying to fi- like figure out like, you know, if you buy something, I think it's like, it's such like a, if a flippers market at the moment. So it's like, there are those people that like kind of want to sell on secondary and want to get rid of it. And it's just, and I think it's still, it's just in the phase where like everyone's still trying to figure it out, work it out. Do they want to hold it? Do they not want to hold it? Do they want to sell it? It's, it's weird. People don't know if music NFTs are like just like digital vinyls or if they're like something else. Like it just depends on like, it depends on what the NFT is, I guess, as well, um, from the artist and what it's offering. Yeah, when when the artist and the and the fans and the investors can't really identify what the market actually is, I think yeah, you're kind of stuck in this limbo situation that we find ourselves right now. Which is it's just we all believe and we all understand and we all know where the space is going, and that's the people that get attracted to to it. Uh, but until you know, and we don't want clear guidelines or paths defined but you kind of need something yeah so so the market can understand because you you know you have people that just aren't as invested as you know the three of us essentially that want to just dabble uh that want to just be a, a part of it that are just a simple fan that that love music and 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 want to show um how much they love that particular artist. And if there's no clear guidelines for them, that they, they, it kind of leaves them out of the space a little bit. So it, it'll be, it'll be good once that changes. And I think as well, like there's only like in real life, um, you know, people who enjoy music and are into music aren't into all genres of music. So it's not like, um, you know, it's not like people are going out, would go out in real life and spend money on all these different genres of music. <laughs> so you've got such a small, we keep talking about how small it is. You've got such a small NFT community, yeah. music NFT yeah. community as it is. And then you're niching down into genres or, or artists. Um, so you, you're niching down again. So you're getting to these, you know, such small groups of people that there's just not that demand there yet. And I think everyone's excited about music NFTs, but I don't think, I don't think we've got, there's no easy sort of way to collect NFTs, music NFTs yet. I think that is almost like a, a a standard or a, you know, what's the, you know, the, what should a music NFT look like? I know we want them all to be different, but there has to be some kind of, um, you know, I suppose standard or something, you know, we all had to release on CDs at one stage. CDs were the standard. Um, you know, you could release on tapes and on vinyl and things, but at some stage there's got to be a certain, a certain standard for what a music NFT collectible is. And the, what's the most, involved in that? Yeah. The most, the most interesting thing I've heard about the space uh, since I got in was that there isn't even a file system essentially, because right now it's just an MP4 no matter what, you can upload whatever the hell you want as an audio file, but it, it has an MP4 box that you upload it into. Yeah. Because they don't, no one really thought that an NFT was ever going to be an audio file. They, they thought, well, it's either going to be a picture or it's going to be a, a video. So let's just make an MP4 and that'll be the thing that you can upload it to, into. So there is a lot of people right now out there, including our friend, young Jai here, Boy King Koi, part of his the Pixel Bands team. Congratulations, buddy. 
Thanks, um, <laughs> that are that are forging ahead and trying to create these systems and create these um, data points, essentially, so that we can then continue to bring the space forward and and make it even easier for us to identify that is a music NFT in that wallet, um, rather than that is just another NFT MP4 file in that wallet. And then that's the yeah. confusing part right now, and and that will change, um, whether it's tomorrow, doubt it, but you know, in the next couple of years, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yep, sweet. All right. Uh, endorsement is the next one. So endorsement. Music NFTs are not being embraced by the existing music industry. Major labels are hesitant to participate, and rightfully so. The technology is not yet suitable for the biggest artists in the world. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like it's a bit silly to think that major labels would be um, jumping on board when the fact that like it's basically taking business away from music labels um, at the moment. So um, I think definitely the major labels and the major artists, I think, are waiting for the space to develop a bit more. Um, and then, and then I think they'll be ready to, you know, drop a Taylor Swift NFT to a million people. Um, but until then, I don't think excess, especially the, the big, big artists, um, in the world, then they're not ready yet to, to drop a, a collection because it's kind of like, it's not the right, it's not the right time. You know, the commute, the, um, community for NFTs isn't that big. So if, you know, Justin Bieber dropped an NFT collection, uh, I'm sure that would bring a lot of people to the space, but um, it just I'd like, <laughs> I'd be, I'd be buying. You're a believer? Um, yeah. <laughs> big believers. Um, yeah, it just wouldn't be the right time. And yeah, labels are still trying to <laughs> figure out, <laughs> get their head around it. So they're not losing money in the process as well. <laughs> Yeah, I think you hit it on the on the head there. It's just the the artists are too big. They've already got their fan base. They're already making money. They don't need to cash out in another form that can potentially risk their fan base losing money because we, you know, the amount of scams still going on in the space is a lot, and and the computer savvy fans of Justin Bieber, you know, fan fan group might not be right up there. You know, there might be sub 40 percent of his of his fans that aren't really over the top on uh, up to date on current computer uh, security systems. So, so yeah. many believers would be getting their wallets hacked. Oh, mate. Oh, yeah. Hackers <laughs> would be having a, day, a field day. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's, it's a 10x risk opposed to just like, oh, let's make a bunch of cash. It's, it's like, well, we already have all these lovely fans that, that care about us and me as an artist. Why would I risk that with potentially having them all get ripped off. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, like we said last week, it's disrupting the music industry. So these big labels and, you know, and that they don't, they probably don't want to get into the space because they don't want it to, to succeed um, in this early stage. I'm sure they will jump into the space at some stage, but you know, they're, uh, they're probably all just watching at the moment and sort of timing when the right time is to get in. But like we said, the demand's not there. So why would they get in? I think we're all, pretty much in agreement uh, with that one. All right, next one, cost. Music NFTs are costly to mint and most creators cannot afford $100 to press a record. Custom smart contracts are expensive to deploy and require a technical understanding to get started. Buying music NFTs comes with a premium that bar most true fans. So I suppose he's talking about custom contracts there. So mm. when you're talking about custom contracts, which is important because we've seen people's collections be deleted from OpenSea that were minted on OpenSea. Um, that's happened before. So, you know, it is kind of important to have, I suppose, custom or independent. Uh, if you you're know, serious. Contract. Yeah. yeah if, if you're, you're really serious. serious. Yeah. And that's expensive to do. So, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to go down that route, you've uh you know you've got to have a bit of cash to set that up initially and if people don't actually purchase your nfts then you're going to be out of pocket and you could be quite substantially out of pocket there so um i don't think like i'd like to rebut to that um try (laughs) i feel i feel like that in the sense of a marketing system for an upcoming album an upcoming ep the amount of money that you would spend on building an nft contract uh, I don't think it's exponentially bigger than any kind of money that you would, you should 
like let's not let's not get everything wrong here like people aren't spending that kind of money but that you should spend that you should be allocated like really in a you're talking about a couple of thousand dollars a, a basic budget to market something music that you're serious about a couple of tracks should be upwards of you know five to ten thousand dollars so we're you're looking at a budget that this is when we're talking australian dollars here for anyone that's listening in other countries feel free to go break that currency up into into your, your hometown but yeah. it, it one to 1.5 ETH. yeah <laughs> that's what we care about one ETH is one ETH. that's what we're talking about um is yeah you you can look at it it's just it just depends on how you look at it as well i think what i'm trying to, to get at is is you can feel like it's a massive expense but if you are serious and you are taking it serious then the allocation is really not that much but the barrier to entry i think and we covered this in our previous episode in episode was it 22 21 the last one yeah yeah um which you can go listen to is i think we do about 20 minutes on just the cup there's a some amazing free pages, free websites that you can use to go mint tracks right now for free that cost almost nothing yep. or zero. So you, you, if you want to just get involved, it's zero dollars is the barrier to entry. But if you want to take it serious, it's a couple of thousand dollars. And I, and as I said, I think if you were taking your career seriously, it's a drop in the bucket. There is also like people out there who are willing to like, if they believe in you and you can come at them with a good pitch, they're happy to go, Hey, I'll take a percentage of whatever that, whatever the sales are. So there's definitely, I think there's a lot of like negotiation um, available um, in the NFT space at the moment. Um, So it's definitely like another route that you can go instead of paying upfront, basically. I agree with you guys, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here again on your devil's advocate. (laughs) Whoa. The Uno um, reverse reverse card. A reverse, yeah. A reverse <laughs> reverse card. When you're using this marketing dollars you're talking about, yes. you're marketing to a huge audience already, right? Because this is Web two people. You're using those marketing dollars to 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 reach a huge audience that's already exists that's out there. With the NFTs, you're not necessarily reaching a huge audience, as we've been talking about. So. If do you we, don't already have a big, do we audience, want to get into this trial? Like, if you don't already have I feel a big, like this audience, is another episode. <laughs> if you don't have a big audience, um, and you haven't built a big Web three audience, is it worth spending that money then, or is it better, you know, um, spending it on the, you know, the the, the normal Web two and just trying to build your profile in Web three before you sort of go that route? It <laughs> it depends how seriously. Again, what I said before, it depends how seriously you're taking this project. If you are taking it very seriously, then I think a contract, the budget to write a smart contract is a drop in the bucket. I'm not just talking like marketing is encompassing of pushing out the music. So we're talking about pressing your vinyl. We're talking about posters. We're talking about your ad run. It's not just like, I want to push this music out to my fans. It's like, what is my music video? Like all of that budget inside that budget, to write a smart contract is actually probably almost the cheapest thing you can do. Yep. And as ads, uh, ads, as Aaron said, I've got to stop that. As Aaron said, um, you know, you can negotiate with someone and, and work out a, a way to get it done as well. So, um, you know, if it's I, a project you believe in, you, you can make it happen. I completely understand where you're coming from though, Joe, but I, I yeah. just think it, it, in that system, I, you, you're either, at that level where you feel like this is the music that's going to break you and you want to push it and you you take your career seriously and you save that certain amount of money every year to push your music and do the things that you want to do in the correct way or you're not and you go to mint songs and you you're like i do take my career seriously but i don't have any budget to promote any of my music and i just want to break from a ground from the ground up yeah there's options out there and you know, it's uh, you know, it's an and, not an or. So yeah. you can do both. Hundred percent. All right. Next point. Uh, community. The mo- most music NFT Discord communities are not active. It's hard to judge the health of a community when most collectors today are happy simply collecting and not engaging in daily conversations. Creators are expected to spend more time talking to fans than ever before. 
Yeah, so a couple of things on this. Um, first of all, I think we can maybe all agree um, that Discord is is merely just like a Band-Aid fix at the moment. Burn it's kind it to of, the ground. <laughs> it, definitely, it definitely shouldn't be the, um, the solution going forward on how communities interact um, in the NFT space. Um, it's, it's, it's become such a, um, I don't know, just like a breeding ground of, <laughs> of babies who require constant attention and you just feel like you just, you, you need to feed people your attention and your engagement to, um, to uphold some kind of like level of alertness that you have to that community and some kind of loyalty, which it's just, it's kind of like, it's unrealistic in the real world, um, to begin with, um, to expect people right to who, who are living like, who are living their nine to five yeah. daily lives to also be like spending every single ounce of their time in this community chatting with people it's just not it's not practical um and it's kind of like what it, what it's become at the moment um i will say that like creators are expected to spend more time talking to fans than ever before yes because they're paying a premium to have that level of access um I mean, if, if you're just like minting a record or whatever and they're joining the community, then sure, that's fine. But if, you know, you're a Steve Aoki platinum pass holder, you expect to have some kind of access to Steve, which is... I want bread on his Yeah. <laughs> I want to be... I want him to be Go saying good morning me. to me. Cake me on my birthday. <laughs> Every year. In there until you're dead. It, it, yeah, I think the best thing that we've discussed privately is... The, the, th the thing is with the space and marketing is like you don't need to just go direct like everyone seems to go by default to discord when if you've got a smaller project you can just have text text messages so much stronger you get you know if you've got an announcement you send it out to your whole all your holders or everyone same thing with emails there are other things that you can do net with discord i feel that as you said, Aaron, people are trying to entertain people every single day when once and, a and, week would do. And that's just because that's just because Discord like is meant for that. Like it's a, mm. like it's like a chatbot kind of service. Whereas like if you just like if everyone just went to Facebook groups, it's just like people just be writing threads every now and then, but there's no direct communication I, to everyone all the time. It's interesting that there aren't more Facebook groups actually. Mm, right yeah. There, yeah. I think I think also though it's because that's tied to your personal, your personal profile. Oh, yeah, good people want to people don't want to. Yeah, they just want to be an A people. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's it. But uh, you know, I think it's a it's it's a bit hard at the moment because it's it's almost like a feedback loop because everyone talks about you know having a strong community is a big part of an NFT project and it's something that we've even spoken about in previous episodes that you I know, agree. people that people look for in a community. So how do you judge if a community is strong or not? It's generally through the interactions in the discord. Um, and so, you know, creators are trying to, you know, make their discords look busy and then, you know, people are coming in seeing it's busy and then that's, you know, pumping up the price. So it's almost like this, this feedback loop that, you know, that keeps people want to keep their discords engaged so that, um, you know, people see it as a good community and then the price goes up and then it's, just but yeah, it just keeps feeding into itself. I, I think yeah, the the issue that's been identified now though is you can't keep that level of engagement up post mint. Once yeah, not the mint forever. is done, everyone, the people that are invested are invested, and the people that aren't are kind of looking for that free way to get involved, like a giveaway or whatever. So they're they're just kind of checking in and out. So you just automatically the second after it mints, the the interest graph goes down eighty percent. 90%. So it's kind of like, okay, now that we've identified that after 12 months, let's just pull the gas back a little bit and get Discord's like, I think we mentioned this last episode is like, Discord's still great. It's just you need to use it for what it's, it is. Create announcements and then create times that you're available inside those. Like, take control of your life. You still don't, you don't need to be available to everyone 24 7. But yeah, they're more than ever for sure. So one, two, three days a week where people know the exact time that you're going to be available um, to talk to your community. Perfect. 
Yeah, I think we've video. we've we've had a chat brog where it's like you know if if you go, hey, I'm going to be available this Friday from 9 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time or whatever, and then Saturday at 8 p.m. US Central Time or whatever, just to like hit both time zones. That's your time each week where if people want to chat with you, they'll know you'll be there and mm. that's like they're getting their fix. That's it. Yeah, you come in. If you're an artist, you're coming in. Like, let's say you're a DJ, you just do it. Oh, I'm going to do a live set afterwards. You're an artist. I'm going to, you know, I'll be in the studio. You can watch me make my next track. That that kind of stuff that's just really simple that your fans are going to want to engage with. And don't try and overcook it because it's just done to death. And you're going to lose, you lose, number one, you'll lose your your mental health. That'll go in the bin. And number two, you'll lose your fans because you will not be able to keep that level engaged. It's just in, inhuman. You can't. And if you, if, if you, if you, lead, if you lead them to your project expecting that and then failing to deliver time and yeah. time again because you're over it, that is the worst. <laughs> That's the worst thing you can do because then they're definitely going to leave. Whereas like if you set the expectations up front, then people know what they're getting. And I think, you know, we're all in projects and, you know, Multiple. there's so many projects <laughs> we're in that you just can't be in there so much, you know. You, you you There's projects that I just go and check announcements every, you know, now and then and I don't really engage at all. And that's just because I don't have time to engage in all these communities. And, um, you know, even even there's some projects we might be interested in getting in and you're just watching the discord and it's just sitting there and you just go and check it every now and again for announcements and things and do I actually want to get in on this project and you know I just did a big discord clean yesterday and got rid of a heap of projects that I'd sort of just been watching but I was like uh I don't know why I, I've lost interest in this project I'm I'm not interested in it I'm just gonna you know um you know leave that server so I think yeah that's definitely a, a big thing as well so um all right consumption music and NFT players are very limited. It's difficult to play your music NFTs or to show them to friends. The mediums to enjoy the music are not up to par with what people expect. I think you you can leave this one, Jai. You had a you had a great idea that actually got I heard it in yeah. space uh, yeah. yesterday as well. It was yesterday or the day before? Yeah. Back back, and I'm like, I think they've Jai's might maybe spoken to this person as well. Yeah. So um, you know, I was talking about um, you know, a wallet as a as an nft uh, music nft player so you know you hold all your music nfts in this particular wallet and it, you can play it like a you know like the old winamp or whatever um you know uh, music mp3 player used to exist so i think that's something that uh you know there's probably a few people uh, i don't think it's a totally original idea there's probably a few people who have thought of that already um, but I think that's something that we need. We need like a wallet or just some kind of easy way where you can play all these music M- uh, music MP3s or, or, or MP4s because um, at the moment it's like it's it's hard to play them in a wallet like because, you know, it's it's connecting to the blockchain through your wallet and it's just really difficult to um, to get them to play. So, um, yeah, it, I think as we go move forwards, though, there'll be, you know, technology developed where, you know, you'll be able to play them easy through a wallet or through some kind of app or some way. Yeah. So I think that's, that's something we definitely need. And yeah, there's the technology is just not there. It's just, just that stage that we're at. Mm-hmm. Solid idea though. It, yeah. As I, as I said, I've, you're still not even at that file identification stage yet. So we're still, that's, that's literally how, how early everything is right now. We, we don't even have the file structure <laughs> for, yeah music nfts they're, they're so new that they haven't developed something yet that the music nft sits in that that everything can identify it easily by so yeah and that'll totally. all right next topic is history music has historically been a terrible market to invest in most are not convinced that music is a market that can be saved for those that do believe it can be saved there are there are generations of systems that need to be unraveled Sorry, I was just telling Brock that I could hear his clicking. <laughs> <laughs> we got a bit distracted there for a second. History. Brock? Mm. I, Take it I away. the question because I was <laughs> So we're just talking about history. Music's historically been a terrible market to invest in. Uh, most oh. are not convinced that music is a market that can be saved. I, Those who believe it can be saved. There are I, ha- I, I, I agree with this because of it's so broken like there there isn't 
you're not investing in music, you're investing in genres, you're investing in people you believe in. Uh, and people you believe in can be defeated by multiple facets, not only in the industry, health, like there's just no, you can be defeated in the music industry, but pretty much fucking a rock on the ground. Like there is genre goes out of fashion. Genre goes out of fashion. You, you, um, roll your ankle, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the product, the, the, the way you produce music becomes irrelevant. <laughs> the program you're used to using goes out of fashion and, and computers don't let you use mate max in like the apple mac continues to phase out programs that, that artists and producers are trying to use on the system that is meant to be designed for creatives and artists the computer itself defeats programs so like it there is so many angles in which an artist can can just get to the point where uh mentally and physically they can just be defeated um, so yeah, the music industry is fraught with, with ways, uh, that an, an investment can be, you, you know, basically smashed. And that's why I feel, you know, record labels have, have been so demonized is because they've had to develop a way for them to, to, in, in essence, create safe money for themselves, um, and sure, they've done a bunch of shit things, but they, they, they're playing in literally the hardest space that exists to invest money in. And we've never had a market where punters could invest in music. Like it mm. was, it's always been record labels um, and that have been investing and now it's open to anyone. So um, we've never had this before. So that's why it is that's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and music labels are usually pretty smart with who they invest in. So now just the average punters just choosing who they invest in. So it's the wild west. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the greatest thing. And that's why we continue to bring, uh, want to, want to bring new people into the spaces because there's going to be no better time than the next two years uh, to, to, to create music NFTs. So obviously there'll be another peak, but right now is if you are smart and you are good and you consistently show up and you've got good work ethic and your music's fucking half decent, you will find success in this space. Uh, because as Aaron said, there's people here with money that don't really know what to do with it, that see something that looks shiny and like, mm. Jack, Jack got a bucks in. Let's go. Couple of eighth. Yeah. Hey, one eighth is one eighth, baby. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh last point uh learning curve music nfts bring about a new set of terms and acronyms that go over most people's heads it requires patience to learn a new language and a higher time commitment to fully understand even then the goalpost is constantly moving i think we're gonna, we can all agree that like the terms and acronyms and stuff that people use in NFTs aren't that hard to get your head around. It's not that if, if someone says something and you don't know it, you just Google it and it's there. So it's like, it's not really, I think learning a new language is a little bit of a stretch. Um, it, high time commitment to, under, one, to fully understand, like the space in general. Yeah. But I wouldn't say the terms. I, I, I think in, in essence, you, for our age, you know, maybe your age group. Yeah, here we I go. Want, I don't want to. I don't want to. Talk, I don't want to. <laughs> what, everyone, what, everyone under fifty. <laughs> <laughs> I I think there is still a, a disconnect because myself, knowing I, I'm much more t technology savvy uh, than people peers of my age, so I still think the words blockchain. I still think the words, you know, like that. The actual term, like not just like wag me and stuff like that. I'm thinking like actual internet terms are still not necessarily known by let's just say 30 to 50 percent of the population that are that are my age that are trying to use um the internet to buy nfts or are interested in buying nfts so i think yeah but as you said aaron it's not fucking hard to find out like if you're actually interested 10 15 minutes of research you'll You'll be pretty updated very fairly yeah. quickly enough to to get it. It's just the next step above that, which even for us, that took us the last ten to twelve months to get confident and feel good. I think the first three to six months was where we felt comfortable actually transferring money inside our 
in and out of a wallet, like, no, nah, we're going to lose money for sure. This, <laughs> this NFT doesn't exist. We're never getting it. It's done. We Until you get to the confidence now where you're like, eh, flicking a couple of NFTs all over the place. You're all good. Yeah, what um, are we buying? Boom, done. <laughs> I did hear an interesting concept recently on a podcast, though, that um, – you know, when generally when technology or these technologies become mainstream is when the actual technology and these like, cat, you know, these words and stuff are actually not important anymore. So like, you know, computers, it used to be like, oh, yeah, I've got an Intel computer, you know, it's got oh this much RAM and this much this processor, you know, and that was like a big part of the technology. But I mean, nowadays, like with the phone, for example, do you know how far do you know what process is in your phone and how quick it is? I mean, I don't know how much RAM's in your phone. Maybe you might know that. Or, not far, it's you know. not fast enough, let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like usually it's more now it's about the features and what your phone can do. It's not, you know, it's not so much um, about the actual, you know, the actual processor. Yeah, they tell you what it is, but I couldn't tell you what process is in my phone and how fast it is. I couldn't tell you how much RAM's in there. I could tell you how much storage is in there, but it's more about the features and what it can do. And I think when, um, you know, when the term NFT doesn't even exist, it'll just be like you buy this thing and, you know, this, this, whatever it is, access. Yeah. And it's the access you're buying it because you get all these features and you get all these uh, perks and all these things. So I I wonder if um, that is actually, you know, when all those terms go away and it's like, you don't have to worry about oh what wallet you've got or whatever you go, Oh no, I'm just going to buy it. Um, You know, and you don't have to necessarily worry about, the technology side of things that's when it'll actually be the mainstream so i think when that happens that'll be a you know a huge uh, a huge shift but you know we're still ages from that from that time so um at the moment it's you know we're still figuring out the technology so it's actually important to know what the technology is um but eventually you probably won't even know what chain it's on you know you may not know it's on ethereum or solana or anything you know, i suppose we don't even really use the word smartphone anymore you know, in, in yeah. kind of agreeing to what you're saying there, it's just a phone. Um, whereas, yeah, you you had to separate it before because there was Blackberries. There were multiple technologies trying to enter that fray and into that race, and and now it's just your phone. You don't really go. I I got I got a smartphone. You're an idiot. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I tell people I got the iPhone 13 Pro Max. Yeah, I know you well, do. Nice flex. <laughs> nice flex. All right. Um, this podcast or what? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's not after you try to trash them. You trashed them about the MacBooks. Mate, oh, so. mate. Just to ask any DJ that worth worthy salt, any producer that's worth their salt, every time they upgrade their Mac to a new operating system, something fucks up. It's because they don't give any of their API out at the start. So yeah. everyone's playing catch up. They have to figure out how to make it work with the yeah, with the updates and things for, for which is for which is processes. just stupidity. Just DJ yeah. with a USB like everyone else. <laughs> All right. So the last sort of thing that uh, Cooper says here to, to wrap up the thread is, but it's not for nothing. Music NFTs are a new chapter. We have a long way to go, but there is hope. I'm hopeful we can find a new way to properly value music and create a better relationship between artists and fans. Music NFTs are early. We've been around for a year. We need time to figure out these things. Thank you to those challenging the model and bringing constructive criticism on how to improve. I welcome a world where we can agree music NFTs have a net positive effect on the music industry at large. Until then, I'll keep building. Good on you, Cooper. Great thread. Good on you, Cooper. Get us on that chart, hey? Create a podcast uh, section for us so we can be on your uh, your music (laughs) NFT chart. We want to be on there. but yeah, you know, a great discussion by Cooper and I mean, it's, it's, it, that threads had a lot of, you know, reshares and, and interaction. And I know a lot of people have looked at that. It's, it's, um, it's probably, a, you know, a lot of people have maybe disagreed with a lot of points, but you know, that's the whole point, um, at the moment in the space is that we're all trying to figure it out. Um, and it's only through these, you know, discussions of things that we can figure that out. So, um, you know, we need more of that sort of stuff. And, you know, it's been great for us to even be able to discuss, um, you know, those points. It's given us a lot of things to think about. And I think that's, um, you know, that's important for, for the space as a whole. It's why we started the podcast is because that's what we want to do. So we're here to figure it out just alongside you guys where we don't claim to be experts. We want 
to continue to help grow the space and continue to help others and along with ourselves understand it and understand where it's going to go. Um, so we just want to say thank you so much for listening, everyone, as always, and, and you know, sending his message. We got a beautiful message the other day mm. um, from an artist that uh, minted his first track. Uh, due to, due to, it wasn't because of Jai, it was because of Aaron and Brock. <laughs> yeah, it was the boys' episode. It was. <laughs> but that's you know that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff we're here for is is to continue to to break it down for all of you out there, so so we can express our passion for this space and, and the music industry as a whole. And we'd like to leave you with this beautiful um, quote that we recently found, which is, "It took Elon Musk twenty one days to buy Twitter." but it's taken you three years to release that goddamn song, guys. So why not? Get out there. Do it. Mint it this week. Yeah. Yeah, mint it. Mint a song. Do Let's it. get it done. Nothing stopping you. And send it to us. And if it's a reasonable price, we'll buy it. Yeah. No, we need a and uh, if, you need, if you need help, hit us up, you know, because, like, we're all, you know, learning and, and, you know, maybe there's some stuff that we'll learn from you. Uh, along the way and you know you might come up with some brilliant ideas and things and um, that's sort of the way that uh, this space is moving and at the moment and and everyone's keen to help each other and collaborate and I think we're going to do an episode on that uh, very soon so Hmm. um, you know just get out there and um, get involved well yeah we're here to engage so feel free to reach out thanks very much everyone all right guys uh, I guess that's it for the episode um, and you guys should definitely go and rate and review the episode. Uh, we love that uh, on, your fa- on, your, on your podcast app. Uh, give us a five star and a little nice little message there and uh, we'd really well, appreciate I think that. It's, I actually think it's illegal to ask for a five star rating. <laughs> Jai, I think you can only ask for a rating. Give, us a, give us a rating. Whatever. Give us a rating. <laughs> five would be nice. Yeah, we'd five like would be nice. Five. Hmm. We love a, we love a five and above. Gary loves a five. We love a five. <laughs> and share it with a friend, you know. Just hmm. share it to a friend who's potentially dabbling in the uh, the NFT space who you think might be interested. Just send them an episode their way and see what they think. All right, guys. Let's uh, get, out get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs> All right. See you, everyone.